847 at WBCK. It is hard to believe, you know, you hear all these uh, commercials and see them on TV for back to school. And uh, yeah, where did the summer go? You know, it's the 29th of July and it, it will be back to school before you know. And a lot of people thinking about, you know, how are they going to pay for college? It's always a tough thing. And uh, then a lot of even more people are thinking about how are we going to pay for the loans we already got for college? Well, that's why we're talking to Robin Lott, the director of the Office of Post-Secondary financial planning this morning with some tips on managing those student loans and maybe getting ahead of some of the issues. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. I, I, I was telling you during the commercial, it's almost like when they play Christmas music around Halloween, all this back to school talk now, and it's not even August, but, you know, planning is a big deal. It is. It is a big deal. And I'd say don't complain about the weather. we got to enjoy it while we can. That's right. <laughs> so some of the uh, the tips, well, one thing that we can do is complete the free application for federal student aid. That's FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A. What is this? So the free application for federal student aid, better known as the FAFSA, is what students have to complete in order to determine whether or not they're eligible for scholarships, grants, or loans. Um, as you know, the total financial aid package does include loans, so you want to be careful. You want to pay attention to what you're um, going to sign off on. But yes, if you're still a student in college, you're going to have to fill out that FAFSA, and you're going to have to do it every year to see what type of things that you qualify for. And, and this is the thing that maybe a student should wait until the very last second to fill all this out like they usually do, right? Right. The earlier, the better. Yeah. <laughs> um, colleges are going to be reviewing those as they get in. Uh, you'll get probably a quicker response from the colleges, too. So as soon as you're eligible to fill one out, I would encourage students to do that. For students that are already graduated and already have loans, then you want to just make sure that you understand that all loans must be repaid. You know, um, going into default is not a good thing. You want to talk to that loan servicer and try to figure out what are some other ways that you can either reduce your monthly amount or some type of way stay in the repayment mode. Right. There's a difference between a loan and a grant or a scholarship. Absolutely. So loans are... Loans are money you definitely have to repay. Grants and scholarships are things that you never have to pay back. You are either earning it because of your academic ability or there are so many reasons. You could, maybe it's just because it's a local community that's given away a scholarship because you were a great person in the community. You know, there are so many different ways that you could qualify for scholarships. So you want to look for scholarships if you are still in college. Look for scholarships. The more scholarships and uh, grants that you can identify or even work study will greatly reduce what you'll need to borrow. You know, talk, talk to your family. Some family members may have opened up a 529 account, and that's money they've saved and put aside for you. Not always does the adult tell the student they're saving for them. So be sure to ask the question and then try to take out as, as little amount of loan as you can. You know, the understanding that a loan must be repaid, it, it sounds like a no-brainer, but you know, the, the mood in government recently has been, eh, we're going to get all these just wiped off the books. And so I wouldn't blame a young person for thinking, hey, you know, they'll, they'll wipe it out. No, I don't need to be responsible. The government will take care of it. Well, and you know, we can be hopeful, <laughs> but I always try to err on the side of caution that you can't really depend on that happening, especially when it's never happened before. Now, if it does happen, 
that would be great. But will it continue to happen into the future? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to rely on, you know, a what if scenario when you're dealing with your finances. I think you mentioned this only accept the amount you need. Uh, is there pressure to borrow more or, is, or do people just try to do that? I think some folks will just settle and say, hey, if I can borrow it, why even look for other scholarships? So, you know, just try to make sure you've done your research so that you don't have to borrow as much or, or more. Because the, the, the less you borrow, obviously, the less your monthly payment is going to be when you go into repayment. Some of these loans are going to, the pay, repayment process will start like 30 days or maybe three months after you graduate college. Each one of them have different terms, so you want to pay attention to that. But repayment could begin really quickly. And when you're just starting out with a new job, some folks are starting new families, it could be a burden. And, and when you say they each have different terms, they can have different interest rates too, right? That is right. So you want to pay attention to what is the interest rate that is being offered, what are the, re- the repayment terms on the loan, um, and, and take a look at that. Some of them may be able to take a look at your income and give you an income-sensitive repayment plan. Others, maybe not. Just like everything else, there's scammers out there, um, loan scammers. How do we spot them? What do we need to know there? So in a typical student loan scam, a scammer is going to ask for banking information from a student that's searching for loans. So the scammer typically might claim that they'll use the information to make a direct deposit into a student's account in return for some upfront fees and gift cards. That's probably your key indicator that it might be a scam. So instead of that, the scammer will assess the student's bank account and withdraw funds. So be, be really aware of those repayment scams as well. You don't have to pay for help when you're repaying a student loan. You just contact your servicer. Whoever is your loan servicer can give you all the information you need. And, and I guess it's not just get the loan and forget about it. Uh, you, you should visit a school's financial office frequently? Yes. So if you're still a student at college, contact and be in touch with, communicate with that financial aid officer. Um, every school has one, and they're there to help you. So even though you're not in the repayment mode, you might still want to make sure that you understand your loan responsibilities. And they should know the the status of their college or university student account and keep track of the types of aid they're receiving so that they really have a good handle on it. And finally, create a studentaid.gov account? Yes. So if you go to studentaid.gov, that is the federal website that will um, take you in there. You'll create an account so that you can then complete the FAFSA form. And again, that FAFSA is used for just about everything that there is, that's going to be associated with their college education. Um, get creative, you know. Again, try to find alternative ways to reduce those loans and try your best not to default because it's going to mess up your credit history um, and you're still going to have to pay it. So the longer you hold out, <laughs> the longer it's just going to take. A lot of information, a lot of help is out there, and I've got it on our article at our website, 953wbck.com. Hope you'll uh, check that out if you need that information. Robin Lott, uh, Director of the Office of Post-Secondary Financial Planning, thanks so much for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you, Tim. Have a great day.